This is Living the RV Dream, episode 310 for Friday, February 2nd, 2024. I'm riding, 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 riding in my RV, my RV, wherever I want to be, because I'm free in my RV. Hello happy campers, hello fellow pelican heads and happy travelers around the world, full-timers, part-timers, boondockers, van dwellers, weekend warriors, schoolie builders, tent campers. Uh, who am I missing? I always forget someone. In any case, if you have oh, overlanders, if you, um, if you have wheels and you can move and uh, you can take your, like, um, you know, your room, your house with you. Uh, uh, wherever you want to go by land welcome to the show and even even if you are a sailor or um or a pilot um the the, the wonder lost you know that um th that joy of travel is what joins us all together and i'm getting philosophical here but uh whatever happened to january i'm recording this on february 1st the beginning of the shortest month of the year and um And let me tell you something, I got the itch to hitch. A um, couple of days ago, I started really planning that, uh, that trip that you know, we want to do to, to see the, the total solar eclipse of 2024, April 8th. Um, and we already have a, a, a reservation and a backup, just in case, because... Wait, and, the, and the plan C, D, E, F, G, and whatever uh, uh, letters are remaining in the alphabet... It's, you know, if, if there's going to be like a, like a thunderstorm in central Texas um, and we, we, we might be able to make a beeline for Arkansas, Ohio, who knows? Um, the, the, the thing is that, you know, storms generally have that uh, shape, you know, they go from like the southwest to the northeast uh, and that's kind of the same path of the, of the eclipse. So if there's a storm coming through Uh, you know, the, 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 one of those that cover the entire United States. Um, it could be bad for the eclipse. But I have, uh, have high hopes and uh, I, I really hope to be able to do it. Um, and we're going to do a quick loop around the West. Today is going to be, I'm not going to be um, chatting too much here by myself, this uh, soliloquy, monologue, however you want to call it, because we have a guest and... Um, And we're going to have an, an interview, a conversation. I like to call it more a conversation with Desiree Van Welsom. And um, their Instagram is RV Cruising. And she, she's uh, writing a series of travel books, more like coffee table books, you know, with, with some explanation of the area that she's visited and uh, some pictures. And, uh, well, without further ado, here's the interview. Our guest today is Desiree Van Welsom, and uh, she's uh, written two beautiful um, a coffee table books here about her travels in the East Coast. Uh, well, without further ado, welcome to the show, Desiree. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Traveling Robert. It's really an honor to be on your show. Uh, we're big fans. We've followed you from our beginning. Actually, you're part of our beginning, as, uh, as you already know, and as I've also mentioned in the book. So... Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. 
Thank you. Yeah, it was great to see my my name and uh, you know next to two other people that that I also follow, of course. So it's it's great being in good company there in the in the acknowledgments of your book. By the way, did I pronounce your name correctly? I know you're from the Netherlands ori originally. That's right. right. Yeah. Um. Uh, in the Netherlands, they pronounce it Desiree, but here Desiree. everybody says Desiree. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, fine. A, I'm, I uh, come when I'm cold usually. Yeah. Um, how long did you live in the Netherlands? For how for? So I was born in the Netherlands, and I left the Netherlands when I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, the day of my last high school exam, I didn't even wait for graduation. I left straight away, and uh, I moved to the south of France. I lived there for a few years. I started university there. Uh, from there, I moved to Nottingham in the in the UK. Then I moved back to France. I lived in Paris for a while, uh, all this while studying. Then I moved back to the UK, did my PhD there, PhD in economics, started working in London, moved back to Paris, moved to Geneva, Brussels, um, and then to the United States, first to New York, then DC, and, and now we're in Florida. So you were obviously very well traveled be before you came to the United States. Uh, Europe. Travel, it says yeah. here that you speak four languages. So I'm assuming Dutch, yes. English, French, and what's the fourth one? German. German, of course. German. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't practice it very much anymore, but if I watch, you know, a German TV series or a German movie, it comes back very quickly. But, but yeah. yeah, it's definitely handy uh, to 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 know several languages. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, it's something you don't see as much on this side of the of the, yes. of, the of the ocean. Well, I guess if you if you were born in a country that speaks English, you don't really have the need yes. to, to learn a foreign language. Where when I went to Amsterdam, I realized that 90% of the people speak English. Yes. So, uh, yeah. and, and probably well, several languages too. I was at a, at a conference once um, and one of the speakers got up and uh, he said, I'm going to express myself in the world's first language, bad English. <laughs> bad English, yeah. And it's true. Like everybody speaks English, and yeah. you know you can always understand and get yourself understood. So, yeah. but but I think it's funny because like in the United States, you can cover so many miles and go from state to state to state, and it's the same currency, the same language, mm. you know, the same politicians, whatever. But in Europe, like there's very small countries. Netherlands, very small country. Belgium is very small country. You drive an hour and a half, and you've you know crossed the entire country. And then it's a different language and like everything's different. You know? Yes, and it is different. I, I, I did rent an RV in Finland a couple of years yes. ago. And even the, the propane tank connections will change from one country yes. to the next. So they told me, yes. make sure you fill up in Finland because in Norway it's totally different. Yes, exactly. So um, the it's, European it's really Union cool. tries to harmonize a lot of things. That, and they've been working on power plugs, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's still, yeah. still a lot of You have different. decades of, of, you know, you know yes. at least they have the same currency now. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. Coming back to your travels in the United States, how, how did yes. you start uh, um, your your travels here? Yeah, well, it's the RV travel was certainly very unexpected. We, we were working a lot, you know, we were both doing jobs that had us working long hours and traveling a lot. We were away from home a lot. And um, I had I nearly died uh, twice uh, mm -hmm. back in 2014, and then the following year, my husband Jonathan, same thing, nearly died twice, and that just you know was a huge shock and realization. And we made a huge 
change in our lifestyle and, you know, wanted to travel more and spend more time away from the office and, you know, not the always on, always busy um, mentality. And so we bought a boat and uh, we spent several years traveling by boat up and down the East Coast to the Bahamas, um, ended up moving to Florida even for the boat. So, you know, we'd have the boat in and we bought a house in Florida. Um, and then when COVID hit, actually, so just before COVID hit, we decided we were going to switch from a power boat to a sailboat. So we sold the boat and then uh, COVID hit. So we were without a boat. A lot of boaters at that time really, you know, there was a lot of confusion in the beginning. Nobody knew where to go, were they allowed to go marina. So we weren't going to buy another boat straight away. But that meant we found ourselves for the first time in the summer in Florida. And, you know, hurricane season came around. We have four dogs, four rescued beagles. And at the time, we also had three bunnies. And uh, we're like, oh, how do we evacuate, you know, the whole gang in a COVID safe way? And we're like, well, we got to get an RV. It's the only way, you know, we could see that would work to safely evacuate everybody and, you know, be self-reliant. So um, we thought, oh, we'll just buy an RV, except everybody else in the country thought the same thing. There were no RVs whatsoever. I had never considered an RV. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't like them. I never in my life thought I'd be traveling in an RV. And uh, so we were phoning around and finally some dealership in Jacksonville, which is quite far away from us, said, oh, I have one coming in that's not sold yet. Because basically everything that was going to the dealerships was already sold before it even hit the lot. So he said, I have one. I'm like, fine, we'll take it. Um, so we bought it sight unseen. And they brought it to us, put it in our driveway. And I'm like, oh, we have an RV. And uh, it was a 17-foot travel trailer. It was a Coachman Clipper. And I actually loved it. It's amazing how well designed the the layout and the storage is because it had um, a queen bed. It had two bunk beds for the dogs and the rabbits. It had a um, separate shower and toilet, a dinette, a kitchen. It had everything in 17 feet. It was absolutely amazing. But uh, so we're like, well, how does this work? So I Googled something like how to connect uh, the black hose or whatever, how to empty the black tank on an RV. And uh, some YouTube videos popped up. I had never watched anything on YouTube. I know a lot of people watch like sail video, like sailing with the winds and the vagabond and all that. But I'd actually never been on YouTube. So it was new for me. And uh, we started watching them and, you know, and then they make suggestions. So we, you know, your channel, we came across your channel and we were watching it and we're like, wow, that's actually really fun. <laughs> you know, we could, we should try that. So we tried, we took the trailer and, you know, especially also to make sure everything worked so that if we didn't need it, you know, at least it would work. And we went to Key Largo and we're like, wow, it's in the middle of COVID and we're in the Florida Keys and we're still in our own little home. This is amazing. So we watched more videos, more videos. I think we watched your entire catalog. And <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, this is, this is really fun. Let's do a road trip. And before we knew it, we had done eight months on the road in our 17-foot <laughs> travel trailer. We did stop at the uh, Hershey show that first year, and we ordered another RV. So now we have a Super C, a little bigger and a little bit more space. Um, but yeah, so it was completely unexpected, unplanned. We weren't campers. I've never been camping. Um, I always joke we're accidental RVers 
and we're bad campers. Like I don't like s'mores and, you know, I don't like getting smoke in my clothes, but we're definitely RVers and road trippers and, you know, enjoy yeah. going all over the country. We've done all 48 uh, states now, all the lower 48 states. Oh, so wow. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we're kind of similar in that sense. To me, the RV is more like a moving hotel room kind of thing, yes. you know, that I don't have to yes. live out of, out of a suitcase. I mean, I, I do ha have warmed up to doing campfires and some of the camping activities, but still, I also never camped uh, b before by yes. the RV. Yes. So you've been to all the lower 48 uh, already. Are you planning on going yes. to Alaska at some point? We are. Uh, we saw your series, of course. Um, I'm... A little worried about the roads and you know having support available if stuff breaks down because you know we all know that usually stuff does break down mm -hmm. um but th so this year we're actually planning to go to canada but on the east coast and then hopefully next year we're planning to do the west coast of canada and hopefully alaska as well um it's a big step though it's really really far away <laughs> um but yeah it's very appealing it's beautiful and very wild very different you know from what we're used to as well like we don't get those kinds of landscapes in 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 europe yeah and then north america is such a huge continent in that sense yeah. you know you 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 have so here we are in south florida which is basically tropical yes. and uh, and you have all all kinds of climates and that that's one of the things that that i tell everybody you, you drive west and within five yes. days you know you're gonna see all all different climates yes. all different seasons and and the landscapes as well i think it's so we just did um last in 23 we did route 66 from start to finish and i just thought it was so fascinating to see how the landscape gradually sometimes not so gradually changes as you as you move e uh, west sorry and yeah it's beautiful and quite unique and spectacular to see and then to experience like just every day as you drive like you say with your own home that's it still kind of baffles me yeah and that's what i love about rving it's not the rv it's what it allows us to do that you know you can be exploring some amazing you know bryce canyon or whatever and you do your navajo loop hike and then you go home home yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, and, and, and the, and the view out your window changes you know every yes. time you move exactly um, it's amazing talking about navajo loop i'm gonna be doing that for the first time hopefully this year um and if Nice. Place any favorite? I don't want to call it a favorite place because, uh, at least for me, that's incredibly difficult I, to pick yeah. one. But is there one place that you can go back to, you know, several times over the years, and and it just feels good being there? Yes. Yeah, I think so. And it's really hard. Like everybody always says, "What's your favorite?" This or that, and it's almost impossible to answer. I usually end up answering whatever the most recent one is because that's. <laughs> I do the same thing, but. <laughs> um, but there's also things that like really surprised me, either because I was just not well informed, even though I did my research. But for example, South Dakota was a huge surprise to us, and Oregon, especially the Oregon coast, like it was amazing. Loved it so much. Um, and then there's other things that, you know, we'd either already been to or we had seen so much about online, you know, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Um, for example, Niagara Falls. I was 
excited to go, but I was also a little worried, like, you know, is this going to be a disappointment? Is it a tourist trap? Um, but and as soon as we got there, I knew I loved it. And I still want to go back to it too. And yes, it is touristy, mm -hmm. but it's touristy for a reason. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's certain it's, places, you know. Yes, exactly. So, and it's actually funny because every time we go around, you know, we go to a new place or or a place we already knew, and we're like, oh, we, we should definitely come back here. And like, I'm working with this list of things I want to do. And the more I check off, the, the more I'm adding, you know, because like every time you, you talk to people, you discover new things and like that list gets longer and longer. And then I have this other list, like, oh, we want to come back here. We want to come back here. I'm like, when? <laughs> There's so many places to go, you know, and see and 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 go and see again. Because also, every time you go back somewhere, it's different. There's different people, different climate, you know, things change. So it never gets old, for sure. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a lot of places that, you know, we've already been to uh, several times for certain things and, and definitely want. In fact... It was funny when we started Route 66, we started in Chicago. On day two, we already said to each other, oh, this is so nice. We should do it again. And now we've decided that we want to do it again in both directions because it's different. You see things differently when you go west or when you go east. So Absolutely. Sometimes the sometimes list. the view out your rear view mirror, you know, you're like, Oh, look at that mountain back there that you yes, you cannot exactly. see it forward. <laughs> yes. Or even, you know, like the um, the Pacific Coast Highway, yes. whether you drive it north or south, it's a different experience somehow. So, mm. yeah, definitely a lot of places that that are worth going back to if and we have time. Any place that you haven't been to yet that is like on that, you know, quote unquote bucket list? Oh, many, many places. We We were just planning... Even in places that we've been to a lot of time, there's always that, for example, St. Augustine, we've been there so many times, even with our boat, and somehow we never went to the Castillo de San Marcos. I've never so been there like, either. <laughs> I, I know, right? It's like, I don't know why. It's always something that I wanted to do, but I just somehow never did. And um, we've been to, uh, for example, Antietam, the... Uh, the, the uh, the battlefield, the Civil War battlefield, but we've never been to Gettysburg. So I want to go to Gettysburg as well. Um, and just the whole, like, there's so many places everywhere. There's there's always something else to see. And um, I think most, like, most of the places that we're going to, bucket list is always such a funny thing. Like, I always have, like, a wish list, mm -hmm. you know, places I'd really like to go and see. So I guess you could call it the bucket list. I yeah, mean that was just a, that was just a movie that came out, right? And then everybody started yes, calling it, it the bucket a thing. list. It became yeah. a thing, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, to be honest, it's just a you know a wish list, and there are I'm, I'm sure priorities in that list. You know that yes, exactly, that, yeah. That have yeah, more. and that's so when we do our planning, we kind of pick you know the the big things first, or the things that we definitely want to see, and then we see you know what else can we fit in in the time the time that we have and you know we try and fit in as many of those things every time i'm on instagram or wherever and i see something i want to see i write it down i know you you put a pin on your map i wish i was that organized i just write it down in a note yeah. um and then you know when when we start planning it's like oh can we fit this in can we fit that in and yeah try and see as much as we can will you go back to sailing at some point 
Salem, Massachusetts? No, Salem, like oh, sailing on a boat. Yeah. Um, probably. I think so. I think we, you know, we live in Florida. So I think it would be nice to have at least a little power boat just to go up and down the ICW with and have some fun with. Um, we have a little sailing dinghy, but honestly, we haven't used it since COVID, basically. Mm. I don't even know why, because we, we could. We just, you know, you get wrapped up in all the other stuff and we haven't done it. But it's very nice um, to be out on the water and sailing in particular. There's no sound other than the sound of the boat going through the water and, you know, the wind on the sail. And it's it's really quite amazing. So I think we'll do that. I don't think we'll go back to a big boat because it's big problems, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, <laughs> break, break, break out another thousand, right? That's what the exactly. boat stands there's, for. There's always, people always ask me, Are you, yeah, don't you miss the boat? And it's like, no, not really. Like some sometimes I get, you know, Facebook memories or whatever. Or I see places and I was like, oh, you know, that was that was really nice. And then I remember, oh, but you remember the generator didn't work or, you know, we had to fix this or we had to or that broke. Um, and honestly, there aren't many places that you can get to by boat that you can't also get to by RV. Mm -hmm. Other than the Bahamas and the dry Tortugas, you can basically go everywhere with the RV. And so the first year, the, so the, the year, the trip that's in the books, we actually met up with a lot of our boating friends who were going up the coast to Maine or wherever they were going, but we were meeting up with them on the coast. They were on their boat and we were in the RV. And uh, this year we were planning um, Nova Scotia and Newfoundland and Prince Edward Island. And several of my boating friends were like, oh, we're going to be there this summer. And so, a lot of people do that, the, 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 what's called the Great Loop. So I, yes, I, I guess that, that's, yeah. Yes. So a lot of people do. And I think it's, it's one of those things that you can say you've, you've done it. But there's actually, well, we couldn't do it because our boat was too big for the for some of the bridges on the on the mm -hmm. Great Loop. But there's actually a section of the Great Loop, sort of the, the western part of it when you come down from Chicago, that's actually not that interesting. So I also know of a lot of people who do sort of the eastern side of the loop and loop around Florida. Mm -hmm. But then add on a loop, for example, in Canada, they go or to the Great Lakes or something like that, rather than do the kind of boring part um on the yeah on the west side of the loop yeah. but yeah it's it's a it's a huge deal it's a big thing and you know there's people who've done it multiple times and every time you do it you get a flag and you know you you get promoted from like a yellow flag to a silver flag and a gold and a platinum so <laughs> people can recognize each other on the water and see that they're doing the loop or they have done the loop it's quite fun yeah, that's very interesting are you that's thinking of doing it well, first of all, we have to get a boat, right? Yes, that would <laughs> and, help. And a boat with a cabin, you know, something that I can live yes. out of. So I don't know, maybe someday, but it's not, it's not something like for this year or next year or we'll see. You know, yes. life is life is short, and 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 then sailboats they seem to be like a lot of work. I know people like the the sensation of you know being powered by the wind and all that, but yes. it seems like a lot of work. You know, putting the different sails, and I watch the winds and uh, the vagabonds yes. as well, and. Sometimes. Well, it depends because the um, the newest sailboats, everything is basically automated. 
Like so you, you don't can, have to be cranking there. You know, no, it's up yeah, and down. No, it's no. all it's all press button now. Actually, a lot a lot of it, even on the like big sailboats, a lot of it is automated. So you can sit in the cockpit and and just press a button, and you know the sail will unfurl or 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 come back in or lower. So, um, but I think for us, you know, when we were thinking of switching to a sailboat, it was really about slowing down the pace of travel mm-hmm. and you know, being more about the, you know, the journey than the destination. But I think in the end, we found it's more about the destination and sailing takes too long. (laughs) So it's nice to have a small sailboat. And, you know, we have this sailing dinghy that we we took out on Lake Worth a lot. And, you know, you just go around for fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if you're traveling, honestly, even like even when we're on the water, hmm. I'm going to say at least 75 or plus percent of the time, sailboats are motoring. Really, They're not yeah. sailing. Mm-hmm. They're motoring. Yeah. So you're yeah. just a slow so that motor kind of boat. defeats the person. <laughs> yes, they're, the person. they're basically yeah. all slow motor boats. They're not, you know, a lot of the time they're not sailing. So, yeah. But, yeah, you know, being on and near the water, I think it's there's always something special to it. And you, and you can still get that with the RV. You can rent a boat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, per, we've been on several different lakes, like Powell or whatever, and, you know, rent a boat for a day and you can still get that fun and then you can give it back to somebody to deal with the problem. So it's yeah, that's quite true. a nice compromise. That's true. Yeah, at some point I had this crazy idea of actually towing a boat around the country, you know, and yes. dropping it in different bodies of water. Yes. But I don't know, some people have told me that's a bad idea. So more research shall go into we've this. We've also talked about that. It's it's a yeah, like it's a, an idea. We've talked about we've met some people who did that. They obviously they had two cars, they were towing a trailer and then a boat, and you know, they would go to different lakes or different parts of the coast and, and drop their own boat in. It does limit you a little bit in the size of the boat that you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it adds a lot of logistics being, you know, towing two things. Um, although when you, you've seen, I'm sure out West, there's people who triple toes. <laughs> hey, out West, yeah. Out West is, is totally a thing. Yeah. You, you see a, a truck towing a fifth wheel and the fifth wheel is towing a boat behind. Yes, exactly. Now, I was thinking more like a small class C towing a boat than, than yes, like, yes. <laughs> like yeah. something like that. So yeah, I think that'd be fun. But then there's also things like boat clubs, Freedom Boat mm-hmm. Club and others where, you know, you're a member and then wherever you show up in whatever location where they, you know, where they have a business, you can just take out a boat from them. And, and that's that's a quite nice option too, I think. Well, Desiree, your, your books are beautiful. Let me show them here on camera real quick. Uh, Thank you. You have, you have part one and part two, mostly along the, the eastern side of the USA. Yes. I'm assuming these are just part one and two of a longer series. Are, That's are you right. working on so, part three and four? <laughs> absolutely. I've started working on part three and four. So that was the trip we did in 2022, where we did all of the Midwest and the mountain states. And then part five and six will be our trip that we did last year, where we did the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, Route 66, and all of the West Coast uh, states, and some other things that we weren't able you know, to fit in and that were still on the bucket list. So we went back and, you know, checked off some more of those items. But um, yeah, that's that's in the works already. And um, I write a lot while we're on the road, actually. So I've written uh, all of the books on my phone uh, in oh, really? notes. Yeah. yeah, I've written all of it. I edit all of it on my phone. 
And the pictures were all also all taken on my iPhone. And what I try to do with the pictures, so there's a lot of pictures in there. I try to really give people the feeling that they're there. And so the text, I try to describe our experience and combine it with some history or fun facts or, you know, things that we uh, learned along the way. But I try not to over process the picture. So I'm trying to show them really as it was. Because a lot of the time, you know, you see pictures on Instagram or whatever, and then you get to the location and it's like, oh, it doesn't look yeah. anything like they, this. Yeah, and they crank the saturation all the way exactly. to 100. And yeah, it's and, and exactly. the filters. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's, yeah, it's so I, I try to really like if people look at the pictures in my book and they decide they want to go check it out for themselves, that's what they're going to get. You know, that's what it's going to look like. And it's it's really I'm trying to inspire people to go and you know to as many places as possible if they can and otherwise at least they can you know explore them through the pages of the books if you know if they can't travel and i know there's a lot of people who will not be able to travel we're very fortunate all of us who are traveling yes. that we can Absolutely. um and i'm very aware that you know not everybody um is afforded that opportunity so at least they have the books and you know as i try to put as much as i can in there of, of what it is like to experience the different places and show as much as i can so so where can people uh, buy this uh, book if, if they want or if they want to see it or if they want to buy it I'm, i'm sure you're on amazon and everywhere else yes right? so there uh, the paperback has just become available as well so they're now available uh, in hardback and paperback on amazon barnes and noble and walmart So you just search for the long way home. Yeah, or or my name. Desiree Van Wilson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I thought I had an original title, but there are other long way homes. So, <laughs> but if you search for my name, that's the two things that that. And come then up. your 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 social is generally RV cruising. I see. I see yes. the sign behind you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So it was actually funny because I had a I had an Instagram account for you know when we were boating, uh, it's at Yacht Ambassador, and then when we got the RV, it's like well I should document you know our travels in the RV as well because that you know that's fun and new and you know a lot of people in my world were new to RVing. Actually, several boating friends bought an RV during COVID and are now also RVing. Um, but so I go, what should we, what should we call it? And so I thought RV cruising, you know, it's like cruising on the boat, but in the RV. So it's RV cruising. I see. And, and the long way home, it actually came from a song and, um, somewhere in the song, it said, uh, let's take the long way home. And I thought, oh, that's, that's exactly what we do. because we're always adding on another, like we're starting to head home. We're like, oh, let's do that as well. Let's do that as well. So we're always taking the long way home. Sounds better than the scenic route or something like that. Yes, exactly. Just basically what it is, you know, let's take yes. the scenic route and take our time. Exactly. And, uh, and sometimes you and don't really want to get home, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's also the, the website. So we have a website, thelongwayhometravels.com. And you can find the information for the books there. And there's, you know, the purchasing links for the books, but there's also more information and lots of pictures about, um, so the forthcoming books, the lots of pictures from uh, the Midwestern mountain states and from everything we did last year. Um, there's some pictures of the RV. There's pictures and, uh, and little stories about the dogs, our four dogs that travel with us everywhere. Um, so that's all on the website as well. 
All right. Well, we're going to put uh, links in the video description and the podcast uh, show notes to, to your Amazon book and the, and the website. So that's uh, great. Thank you. The longwayhometravels.com. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and I hope, great. you know, I hope that people are inspired one way or another, but that, but that they feel that joy, you know, that like the, this, it's not nervousness, but like this, this butterfly in the stomach when you go somewhere new and, and the joy of doing something new or trying something new. And, and um, it's actually funny because like we've started applying that at home now as well. Like we try and be really intentional. It's very easy to be complacent and think, oh, I have time to do that, you know. And there's so many things where we say, always said, oh, we should go there sometime. And now we try when we're home, we're like, if we were here on one of our trips, what would we be doing? And now, yeah. we, you know, we're visiting all these places at home. We've lived here seven years we never saw. So we're yeah. trying to be really intentional about that and do it at home. Yeah, that's true. I think they call it a staycation or something like that. Yes, like yeah, exactly. Your local, and we never do exactly. it. You know, I live in Miami for like, you know, it's this is one of the 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 tourist meccas of the world, and we never go out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, Desiree, thank you so much for for spending some time with us at the podcast here. It was and, lovely. Uh, thank you so and, much and for having me you've, again. You've created a lovely book, and uh, and we'll thank be following you. you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and say hi to Illy. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Well, yes, that was a great conversation with Desiree. And uh, I really hope uh, our paths uh, cross uh, along the way one of these days. You know, it's always great to, to meet fellow uh, travelers uh, and, uh, you know, share stories from the road, you know, in person. So um, that's it for today. The, you know, the, the, I think the interview took up most of the, of, uh, the, the episode here today. And, uh, well, I'll talk to you next week, same time, uh, same place. We're still going to be here in Miami for another couple of weeks. And then we're driving to the west, into the sunset. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. And see you on the road, because we are living the RV dream and loving the RV lifestyle. Because I'm free in my RV.